0: Change the culture. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Change the Culture podcast. Um, this episode, we're not talking about a show, we're not talking about a card. Um, this episode, I wanted to talk about something that needs to change. You know, plug for the name of the the uh, the show. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Vince McMahon and the old school belief system that has been plaguing the wrestling business for the longest time. So, for those of you who don't know, Vince McMahon... Um, is actually Vince McMahon jr uh, Vince McMahon inherited the company from his father Vince McMahon um, there's a there's a pattern <laughs> um, and since then um, there's been a decay of of the of the wrestling business um, Now it wasn't always bad um, Vince McMahon took o- took over. And things were fine. You know, we we went through that transition period of, you know, Hulkamania, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, um, Yokozuna, Andre the Giant. We went through this era of larger than life wrestling. And it, I think, not I think, you know, I know that that is what sparked the love and the passion for, um, wrestling was was that era of this larger than life uh, you know presentation of these people who in real life are just regular everyday people but whenever the lights dim and the light hits the ring and music hits and you start seeing all this stuff and the the this uh, all this production it took people Away from reality and brought them into the World Wrestling Federation, which WWE was WWF at one point, and then the pandas came after them. I'm joking. Um, but there was that there was that sense of awe that went, went that went into the WWF and what made it loved and and uh, sought out for years and years and years well then. You hit the 90s. And things start changing. Um, You know, WCW is more of a well-known name. But things start picking up. Things start changing. There's wrestlers that are retiring. Wrestlers that were popular had died off at that point. Um, Died off, that sounds bad. They had, you know, passed away. But there was this new generation of wrestlers. But then there was this new generation of wrestling fans. And there was, and and with the new, that new generation of fans, things started changing. Wrestling became popular, even even more popular than what it was. And there was that it was on that uphill. And then the Monday Night Wars happened. <laughs> um, so, and I, I'm giving a very abridged um, history of. Of what's you know happened in the wrestling in the in the history of, of wrestling, but the uh, for those who don't know the Monday Night Wars, um, was this back and forth ratings competition between World Wrestling Federation and uh, World Championship Wrestling (WCW) and WWF. Um, Raw, um, was at one point. Uh, they, it, 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 raw was super super popular whenever it came out, but whenever WCW Monday Nitro uh, burst onto the scene and the the formats changed, um, W you know WCW was presenting more of a, um, a format, likened to kind of what AEW is doing now. I'm not saying AEW is WCW, but a, WCW presented more of a edgy format um and i'm not talking edgy um like hair covering one eye listening to blood on the dance floor edgy i'm talking about like it wasn't you know it it, it didn't it was definitely not like the 80s wwf where Hulkamania was running wild and the Ultimate Warrior was running to the ring and shaking the ropes and then doing five or six different moves and the match was over with a splash. Um, It was... It was... They brought a little bit of reality um, to it and the people weren't your um, clean-cut, shiny, body wrestlers. They were rugged. And that's... That's what drew a lot of people away from WOF and into WCW. Um, And so that ratings were started, and WWE, they kind of hit a point where it just wasn't drawing anybody in. And then there was the infamous situation. I mean, there was several situations where uh, WCW would, um, you know, play into the fact that Raw was taped at one point, and, uh, Rick Rude was on an episode of, uh, WWF, and the very next, but, but on the same Monday where, because Nitro was live, he, he appeared on the same, he appeared on Nitro the same night he was on an episode of, of, uh, Raw, and WCW kind of played that into their advantage, but then there came a point where they spoiled, um, a result of the there was man it was mankind versus Triple H and I'm 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 pretty sure that's what the match was if I'm wrong I will um, I will admit that I'm wrong <laughs> but the uh, mankind won the WWF championship and people had heard about that well they switched over immediately and if I'm not wrong from that point on things started changing and and that's when you know the Attitude Era really became at the forefront of professional wrestling and everything, the ideas were just fresh. Everything that was happening was interesting. Um, Everything was entertaining. Well, everything, you know, opinion wise, um, stuff was just entertaining. Things were, the fans were interested. It was something that WWE hadn't put on before. And, you know, then you started, you started seeing the WWF becoming, you know, an edgier, more rugged product and that brought people in because people who grew up in the in the 80s, seeing um, all that stuff, you know, growing up with that kind of larger than life, mythical, legendary production value or just these wrestlers that were larger than life, they got older. and when people get older they they start they don't flock to the fantasy. Um, they they flocked more to like things that are more real, like things that feel like oh they, these, this is real, this is actually going on. They're fighting, um, and so that's what drew a lot of people in, a lot a lot of fans in because they grew up. So in that sense, WWE was aging with their audience, and that's that's what I I you know personally I feel contributed to a lot of the a lot of the success because it. They were growing with their audience, but they were also producing some of the best storylines um, of, of that era. Um, the, the matches, the characters, the, the things that were going on were making people interested. WCW, on the other hand, was caught up in politics. And uh, you know, allowing people who were on payroll to be a wrestler, they were allowing wrestlers to book... Um, storylines, and then, you know, you have the, the whole incident of the, um, Hulk Hogan just touching Kevin Nash's shoulder or whatever, and he falls out, like, it hurt him or whatever, and, you know, Hulk Hogan wins the match and stuff like that. You started seeing the decay of, of, of wrestling and the, the creative process, um, There's And and just financially, it just wasn't working for for WCW. Um, And eventually, WWE purchased World Championship Wrestling. And the rest is legitimately history. Um, WCW closed its doors. WWE picked up some contracts. And things kind of seemed okay. And, you know, we transitioned out of the Attitude Era into the... uh, to quote John Cena, ruthless aggression era of WWE. Um, and there was that switch from WWF to WWE and it, it represented this change, change of the tides, if you will. And then we hit a lull (laughs) and I don't, it it felt, it could be around that 2008, 2009, uh, region where and it could be a little bit later maybe like 2000 2011 I'm not going to go on personal but within from 2008 to like 2011 12 possibly things started changing um not astronomically worse but the effects are being shown in today's product WWE stopped aging with its audience, um, because much like with everything else, um, whenever you're a parent or you grow up and you you, you experience and you watch these things, um, and when you're a parent, you introduce your kids like, "Hey, I you know, um, I watched football when I was growing up." I'm just um, just using this as an example. Say, uh, my name's Bill. Bill 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 um and uh I grew up watching uh the Green Bay Packers play football and I you know I I grew up watching football and that's a thing. Well, here's my son um Billy Bill and uh he's going to be a Packers fan or I I want to introduce him to football. And so but and, but the difference is with football, football doesn't present their their product in a way that you wouldn't necessarily have to age with your audience because it's a sport. It's kind of linear in the way that it's... You know, the teams change, the players change, um, but overall, what it's doing doesn't change. WWE is theater. Um, professional wrestling is theater. Um, and that's something that I think is also in a way, been forgotten by a lot of people, um, and wh- how d- wrestling can be almost taken too seriously. And if you just realize... You know what you're doing? You're literally just going and watching um, Shakespeare, essentially. The- not exactly Shakespeare, but you're going and you're watching theater, but people are fighting and jumping off ladders, and they don't have any, like, rope attaching them to anything. There's no fly system, uh, essentially. Um and the stage looks a little different. It's, you know, it's an arena little thing. Um, but WWE stopped aging with its audience. Um, a lot of, you you could blame a lot of that on, uh, a lot of it is Vince McMahon's fault because... You know that's the thing. You could blame it on John Cena for becoming so popular that kids wanted to be just like him, and he was selling the most merchandise. So yeah, let's never turn him heel, um, and let's never make him you know, you know, change who he is, uh, change his character because it's theater. He's acting. Um, let's never have him change at all. Let's play to the fact that he's selling the most uh, colorful, uh, colorful shirts and let's you know let's keep playing into that let's make WWE a kids thing and that's when it started getting bad um not to say that you shouldn't encourage and it's not not it's not to say that well kids shouldn't watch wrestling at all yeah i mean you could you can make that argument but it's not to say that kids should never be interested in wrestling they should, you know if they see it on tv they should never be told hey you can't watch it football is literally guys running head-on into each other and getting concussions and getting CTE and breaking their, you know, tearing up their ACLs, MCLs, their TLCs, their um, whatever, their TNTs. Uh, I mean, it's uh, boxing, boxing. You're literally, they're punching each other in the face with their fists. Yeah, they have padding on, but you punch somebody fast enough, it don't feel like they have any padding on. Um UFC, same thing anyway, getting off my getting off track. Um, it's not to say that children that are watching wrestling are the problem. It's the fact that aging with the audience that has watched you, watched your your uh, product for the longest time, um, and presenting stuff that is relevant to that age level, um, not to say that WWE like WWE should be dropping f bombs every time, and they they doesn't need it doesn't mean that they should be um, doing the doing a live sex celebration like Edge did every Monday Night Raw um, or SmackDown, um, and it, and it doesn't mean that they need to make it almost TV like TVMA like or mature. It doesn't need to be that but realizing that the people who are watching wrestling, the ones who are actually paying money to go see the shows, are, you know, in their 20s, 30s. The people, the kids that are showing up, they're not buying their own tickets. The, their parents are. Um, so pro- producing a more of a um, mature content as far as not being hokey and not being, um, you know, not limiting your guys to what you can say and, and uh, making sure that, Oh, your match has to follow, follow these guidelines and it can't get, Oh, it can't be it, it's, it has put a vice grip on the creative process. It has put, um, it, has, it it has damaged a lot of what wrestling could be and could have been this, all these, all these years. Um so what is that belief system that I was talking about? Vince McMahon's belief system. Well, Vince McMahon he's he's the boss. He he is the boss of the WWE. He he runs the show. He's been running the show since he he took over. Um you know, at first it was kind of more subdued and he didn't really Show that he was in control uh, storyline wise, but as the years went on, Vince McMahon became a huge figure in the WWE. And this belief system, this old school belief system, that well, every WWE champion needs to be buff and ripped, they need to be at least six foot five, uh, they have to have long hair, they have to and this is just to name a few things. Um, wrestlers can't look different. They can't, you know. And I, and I say this because there was that short little stint that he was Universal Champion. But Vince McMahon isn't sold on guys that look like Kevin Owens, who arguably, you know, arguably is one of the better wrestlers on the roster, one of the better talkers, one storytellers uh one of the best <laughs> uh one of the best theatrical people um on that on that roster on that payroll but w- but excuse me in, Vince McMahon is not sold on guys like Kevin owens um he he's not he he falls into this mindset and he he hasn't gotten out of it since probably the eighties and the nineties you know, or like early 90s, that you are not even close to being considered a top person unless, you know, a top superstar, unless you fit this mold of bodybuilder and powerhouse. Um, big, big, buff, burly guy. It shows in who's currently the Universal Champion, Braun Strowman. Entertaining guy. He's somebody who benefits off of his physical size. Brock Lesnar was the WWE Champion for a really, really, really long time. Somebody who has benefited off of his physical condition. His his physical size has benefited him. Because Vince McMahon believes truly that that is the only thing that will sell tickets, that that is the only thing that is convincingly uh, able to to sell tickets and put butts in seats. When and the and the thing that doesn't make any sense with that is that the fan base that they're playing to, the fan base that they're they're not grow it's the fan base that has basically caused all their problems um because they only write for them and produce for them and only care about them. The kids the only thing they are ever seeing people who are successful the only people who become WWE champion are guys that are six foot five, sometimes seven feet, and they're buff and burly. And that is the image that is being, you know, produced and being told this is a WWE champion when most people who grow up wanting to be wrestlers and the people who do, you know, have that dream realized, they're not that. They're they're not that. They don't even come close to looking like Brock Lesnar. Now, you have these guys that break through, they kind of break through based solely off of how entertaining they are and people just being drawn to them. Uh, Daniel Bryan one of the best examples of somebody he had to fight for it. Fans had to ruffle some I mean they got their feathers ruffled. They they caused a ruckus. And Daniel Bryan had that trust put in him. And yeah injuries came after that that kind of cut those things short. But he broke that idea that that a WWE champion has to be six foot five. Um, guys like AJ Styles. He's not he's not the tallest guy on the roster. He's not the buffest guy on the roster, but he is, he is in, in the upper level of the best wrestlers in the world. And I, and I believe that he will be etched in wrestling history as one of the best to ever do it. Um, But, you know, and he he didn't look like Brock Lesnar. He doesn't look like Braun Strowman. Um, Probably one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, uh, well two of my favorite wrestlers of all time uh, Jeff Hardy and Edge they don't look like Brock Lesnar they don't look like Braun Strowman but they were able to break through that and it showed that it made sense and that it made money and it put butts in seats because they they look like your everyday guy now Jeff Hardy with his hair dyed different colors maybe not um, but Jeff Hardy also Represented this, he, he, he. I'll say it this way he didn't represent this picture perfect idea of what this is what a wrestler should be that they're perfect, they don't make mistakes. Jeff Hardy is probably the poster child for mistakes, but that's why people flock to Jeff Hardy, people flock to Edge because, again, he, yeah, he's pompous, he, he, he he're in, you know years prior with his character, he was the pompous heel. Whenever he turned face, everybody was rooting for him because he was just that good at telling stories and wrestling and being the guy that you wanted to root for. But it still shows in today's wrestling climate that Vince McMahon trusts, puts all of his trust and all of his interest in guys like Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Um... And, and yeah, uh, Drew Drew McIntyre. He's he's a taller guy. And he's he's pretty fit. But the thing is, is that Drew McIntyre. He again, he tells the story of somebody who wasn't wasn't even considered um, as somebody who could play at the top level, and he had to work his way up to that point. Now, yeah, he looks considerably different from his first stint in WWE, but he he doesn't he doesn't represent what Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman represent. Braun Strowman is a full time wrestler, but Braun Strowman is he's still he is the product of 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 that that image and that of the '80s in the late '90s or the early '90s where these wrestlers were larger than life. And they were they were cleared they were obviously like recognizable that, well that's not just your regular everyday man. that's a professional wrestler. And Brock Lesnar's the same way. And so they they are the embodiment of that old school belief system that I, I truly believe is plaguing the wrestling business and what has caused companies like Aew to succeed so well, because they don't follow that formula of we have to have a guy that is it just unbelievably ripped and he's tall and he's buff and he looks like a monster and we'll put the belt on him and then only have him show up every couple of months and not de- not really defend the belt and then he'll participate in like quick like quick squash matches to make it oh it looks big. It looks oh he's oh he's a monster. Oh um <laughs> The AEW AEW doesn't rely on that. And that's why they're so successful. WWE um they they go they go in these weird motions where they don't want a big champion for, or they, they won't have one, but then eventually um they 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 come out of the woodworks and it's Brock Lesnar's champion again uh, now Braun Strowman, um, now would he have been champion if, if Roman Reigns didn't have to, um, pull out of the match because of his health? No, but do I think that eventually he probably would have had the belt put on him? Yeah, I believe so, um, but with that being said, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, this this mindset, and it's it's that Vince McMahon has to have these people look this certain way. Otherwise, well, it's just not believable. <laughs> For a guy who own you know owns a company that has a a third brand who what long considered was the developmental brand owns owns the company owns that for him not to see the the potential and the truth that AE you know not AEW NXT literally is what wrestling has been becoming on the independent circuit and even in Japan professional wrestling is becoming people who now they now they don't they're not coming in there wearing street clothes or whatever. And they they do. They are they are in good shape, you know, they they you know, they're doing their work. But people that tell tell really good stories and put on entertaining matches, wrestling matches that weren't being put on back in the 80s because people hadn't even thought of the potential or not even people that didn't even think that wrestling could be that. But wrestling is becoming better, and WWE has a third brand that is become, that has been the brand to watch if you want to watch wrestling, if you want to watch um, essentially a soap opera that has people fighting mixed in with it, then you watch SmackDown or Raw. Now, SmackDown for a good while was more it was the wrestling show of the main, quote unquote, uh, main roster. Uh, I say that it is the main roster. Um, but Raw was the reality show. Oh, this is, all this stuff is going on, and how do we, how do we, oh, a wrestling match? Oh, oh there's, oh, and then boom, boom. What, what's going on in a wrestling match? Um, Vince McMahon has that blueprint in NXT, yet he doesn't. Translate that over to the main roster. Um, there's a fa- there, there's a famous little segment that happened on a Monday Night Raw uh, by a wrestler who inspired the name of this podcast. Uh, it's forever known as the Pipe Bomb. Um, CM Punk. Uh, he. He made a really good, he, he, he essentially, he made the point that, you know, he, he said, I'd like to think that this company uh, will be better off when Vince McMahon is dead. And then he does continue to say, uh, but the reality is he's going to let, um, it's going to be in control of uh, his idiot daughter, his for son-in-law. But, oh, well, I, I have the quote pulled up here. Uh, he says, and I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon is dead. But the fact is, it's going to be taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. Um, now, the that the, the the latter half of that isn't being reflect isn't necessarily true as far as NXT goes. Tr- Triple H runs NXT, and he's put on arguably better shows than Raw Smackdown with their limited production with the with the with the limited crowd that they get they're putting on wrestling that people are still passionate about now I'm not saying I'm not going to go to the lengths of saying oh this it'll 100% be better The the only way that WWE is going to be good is if Vince McMahon dies that's rough and I'm not going to make that comment because um, I don't believe that but I do think that the Vince McMahon's ego needs to die, and I think that um, his, I think that Vince McMahon just needs to step down. He needs to give control over to people, or at least if he doesn't want to step down, he needs to loosen his grip on the creative team. We need to stop hiring um, people to be in creative that aren't in wrestling. You need people who actually care about professional wrestling, to go in there and write stories. Uh, you need to stop having people write promos. Just let people go out there and talk. That's what they go and they do on the independent circuit. That's what that's what they're doing over in AEW for the most part. It's a formula that works. You just have to work with people and trust them. So, to me, there's obviously... Um, there's obviously something wrong. And so what is the solution? Like like I was saying, Vince McMahon Vince McMahon has been the poison that has been killing the wrestling business for a long time. He does produce some things that are entertaining sometimes. But it has been proven by the by the fact that his creative decisions and the fact that fans often cite that, well, you know, all that they it's you know, thanks Vince McMahon, you know that that meme back in the olden days. Well, thanks Obama. Well, literally, it's Vince McMahon is often blamed for things that are going wrong. Because it is his fault. He's approving, whether he's writing stuff or not, he's he's approving promos that are being sent out. He is approving these storylines. Um, so it, it all boils down to this. The thing that is going to save professional wrestling is Vince McMahon has to stop being in charge. Vince McMahon needs to let the people who are creating pretty much gold in NXT. Let them write for Raw. Let them write for SmackDown. Let people like Ricochet, who, in my opinion, I think got pulled up too early from NXT, not because he wasn't ready for it, but there were still stories for him to be telling and matches for him to do in NXT. But WWE got scared and (gasps) freaked out and pulled up a whole bunch of people. But guys like Ricochet, who should be a champion uh, eventually could be world champion in my opinion guys like ec3 who i i honestly feel sorry for because he he went he went to another company built up his character came back and again got pulled up way too early and is now probably on his way out and is going to go to AEW like every other person that's leaving WWE at this point and it's it's a shame because he and it's funny he literally fits the picture of something that Vince McMahon is interested in, and in which is a buff burly guy who looks like a champion. And EC three looks like a champion. And and so yeah, I think just. just you know, I'm going off on a tangent and I apologize if this is not easy to follow but it's something that I'm I'm passionate about I, I because I I started I mean I can't remember the age I was when I started watching wrestling but I remember having the little wrestle buddies of uh, Hulk Hogan in uh, WCW or the NWO Hollywood Hulk Hogan I remember having a wrestle buddy of that and I think I had macho man I remember wrestling has been ingrained in in, into my childhood and who I you know my adulthood like know I, I, I still love professional wrestling and the thing is is that it's been it has been said for years and years and years Vince McMahon it's I don't know why Vince is doing this Vince this Vince that um but it, it it's true Vince McMahon at some point um, at some point. He needs to step down, and he needs to allow people who are going to be um, a part of uh, the WWE longer than he will. For the you know, because Vince McMahon, he said before. I mean, he still he still probably has lots of years ahead of him. But he needs to start entrusting the company with people who are going to be here long after he is. Otherwise. WWE is not going to be here longer than he is. So that's kind of my stance on it. Um, So yeah, it, trust me, um, wrestling is in good shape um, outside of the WWE. WWE, they're doing their best and they're doing what they can and they are producing things that are entertaining. But for the long haul, Vince McMahon needs to consider the future and whether or not he wants, you know, if, if he, if and he needs to consider if he wants WWE to last um, his life, you know, his lifetime and you know double, triple his lifetime. Um, so. There you go. Um, those are my thoughts and opinions on the Vince McMahon... Uh, of Vince McMahon and the the old-school way of, of thinking about the business. Um, let me know what you guys think. I appreciate you guys listening. And, uh, like always, it doesn't matter which three letters you support, which four letters you support. Ah, there's a little bit of a curveball for you there. <laughs> and up the number of letters. Um... It doesn't matter what you support. You don't have to put up with mediocrity. You don't have to put up with things that are not entertaining. You have alternatives. You can go out and you can make your voice heard. You can change the culture.